Welcome to Let's Talk with Andy and Kath Taylor, a podcast from LL Ministries. And today we're going to be talking about how to deal with hurt and offence. Okay, that's something that affects all of us again. Not one of us that hasn't felt hurt or offended in our life. And I guess the key is, what do we do with that? Or what have we done with that? And is that still affecting us today? So we're going to look at some practical things, aren't we? We are, yeah. And I wanted to share a little story of um, a time that we were living in Florida. And um, we had our three sons there. They are now a massive 22, 19 and 16. But back then they were little and growing and we were constantly buying trainers for them. Weren't we? we were. We were constantly. Our house seemed to be full of Nike and Adidas shoe boxes. We single-handedly kept the shoe industry going. Yeah, we did. So um, because, we ha- because our family were living in the UK and we were, again, often sending parcels back and forth. And because I'm a bit of a cheapskate, yeah. don't really like spending money on packing boxes. I thought well, I'd keep all these boxes because they're going to come in handy. Mm. You never know when you need you a box. Never know. And so what I did was we had a cupboard which had our towels in and our loo rolls. And on the top shelf, I would keep all these boxes. All these boxes. <laughs> and I would just shove them in. I would just... Just shove them in. Just you're shove a, them in. You're at not the top. a neat not shover, a, are you? No, not really. It's not my thing. I like things tidied up off the surfaces, but I just tend to shove them in drawers or cupboards. Hmm. So that's what I did with these boxes. I shoved them in, and then every time we would open the cupboard door to get a towel or a loo roll, these boxes would just fall on your head, Amazing. which sounds stupid now. But anyway, it's what we did, it's what I did. And I'd shove the boxes back in, and this went on for quite a while. Every time these boxes fall in on my head. And and one day this happened and I just felt like the Lord said to me, that's what you're doing in your heart. There's things that you've stored away. There's hurts, there's offences that you've stored away and you just keep shoving them back. And it just takes one, one moment or one thing to be said and it triggers this avalanche right. <laughs> of feelings but that they weren't being dealt with. And I'm not talking about, I mean, it wasn't everything, but there were certain things, certain people that for some reason I just wasn't dealing with it. And I had no idea, like no idea that that was in my heart. But it was true. And when I started to really look at it, I could, there were, there were some, some things that I needed to actually do business with. I needed to bring them to the Lord and forgive those people and release them and, and allow the Lord to really bring healing. Well, I don't think you're on your own. Well, that's it. That's why I'm sharing it, not right. to tell you how bad I am. So you all think I'm a terrible person, but because I think that it's what we, it's a common problem. We I all think, need help with it, don't we? Yeah. And I think we don't know until we know. <laughs> like maybe you know it about other people. You know, maybe, I don't know, maybe Andy could see it in me. I don't know. But we don't know it about ourselves until either the Lord shows us or somebody somebody points it out to us. And, and that's what I think. The lo- this time in lockdown is such a great time yeah. to, to look at some of these things. That's right. So what could some of those things be then? I mean, like moving what? it from being a cardboard box, what kind of thing of our life could it be about? What, what are some of the things that we can hide away and store away? Yeah. Well, I think it can be hurts like being misunderstood. No, right. I hate being misunderstood. I hate it when people take it's me really wrong. Annoying, yeah. <laughs> I hate it. 
I was just thinking about when, um, like if people make digs at you, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like you're yeah. in a conversation and you feel this sort of stab. Yeah. But it's done maybe with a bit of humour, so you can't really confront it, but you just feel that sense of, you've been, you, you sort of feel like you've been stabbed, but you didn't, mm. but it was done with a smile. Do you know what I mean? Like these little digs that are thrown into conversations. And maybe that's why they're often things that we pack away. Like if it's a big big offence against us or a big hurt against us, I don't know, but maybe that's easier to deal with because we see it right, right there obvious. and we can tackle it and we think, right, I've got to go God's way with it. But it's those little things, isn't yeah. it? It's those things that, like you're saying, those digs or those insinuations or, you know, something like being overlooked. Mm. Um, you know, somebody else is always picked ahead of us or... Yeah. seen or valued, it feels like they're valued over us. Yeah. And and they're the things that we we pack away because they're not as obvious. Yeah, that's right. And that, that cupboard was full of a lot of little boxes too, wasn't it? Amazon boxes, Lego boxes that all contribute towards it. So I guess the challenge, what we're going to be looking at is what are those boxes and, yeah. and how have they affected our life? And are we brave enough, I guess, to to come to the Lord with those and ask him to help? But it's interesting. One of the words that you mentioned was this word offence. And um, when we when we were talking about this podcast, this word has really sort of stuck with me. Mm -hmm. I keep thinking about this word offence. And I've been wondering, this is just my own little musings, but I just have been wondering whether there's a difference between hurt and offence. And of course, we can be genuinely hurt. And that is something that needs validating and needs healing and bringing to the Lord. But I think sometimes it can move from hurt to offence. And that word, as I've thought about that word, it always feel, it feels more negative. It feels more like I'm not really looking for help. I'm more looking for other people to agree with me and validate it and join in my... To be justified. Yeah, in join in my little moment to, yeah. oh, this person, don't you agree? And they say, yes, we agree. And it actually doesn't really help me much. It just brings more people on my side. And so I found this brilliant verse in... Proverbs chapter 18, verse 19 says, an offended friend is harder to win back than a fortified city. It's a powerful scripture, that powerful to think of it being like a fortified city or a strong wall that we're on the other side of having been offended. And, the, and a book that I just love is um, a book by John Bavia called The Bait of Satan, um, which is all about offence. And if you want to do a bit of a study on this or unpack it a bit more. It's absolutely brilliant, yeah. br challenging, but brilliant. <laughs> Not for the faint hearted, no. But we need a bit of challenge every now and then, don't we? To get, I mean, if you're going to break out of a fortified city, you've got to have some guts. Yeah, yeah. Because there's something about a fortified city that makes you feel safe. Yeah. But also if it's robbing you of life, you've got to make that choice to get out. Well, I think these are the things where we grow. And I, I just love the idea of growing. If it means I've got to look at some of the things in my life, then right. I want to do it. We're all Don't, in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I guess the thing is, in these days that we're living in right now, these things become like increasingly difficult, don't they? Think about that. There's a lot of pressure on relationships because of being Nothing. stuck in the house together. There's not much of an outlet, not really the opportunity to talk to other people and in the same kind of way that we are used to maybe. Well, think I think things like Zoom and... Um, and being limited to Zoom and as great as it is, you, you, Zoom and telephone calls, they're, they're prime 
breeding ground for misunderstanding, really, aren't there? There's no eye contact. There's no yeah. no touch. It's too easy to misunderstand and feel hurt. But I guess as much as anything, it's just that heart attitude. That I'm not going to let stuff be just shoved in a cupboard. Yeah. I'm going to deal with the things that need to be dealt with. And I'm going to ask the Lord's help for that. I'm not just going to push it away, mm. which in some ways is the easier option. Yeah. And in the midst of all this, I guess it is asking, we, you know, as Christians, we are called to this higher way of life, aren't we? Where suddenly my rights aren't the most important thing in the world. And yeah. the thing that really is important is that I live the way that God wants me to live. And there's some, some, I think both encouraging, but also very challenging verses in Colossians 3. Uh, from verse 12 onwards, it says, put on then, this is talking about the new self, putting on the new self, put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness and patience, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you. So you also must forgive. And above all these things, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you are called in one body. And be thankful. And the reason I love these verses is because actually we all want that peace, but there's a journey towards that peace. And that is that we would put on this new self as as the Lord's calling us to, and that we would have compassionate hearts and we would be long-suffering and bear with each other, have that grace, I guess, and have forgiving hearts. And it's not easy, It's is not it? easy. Like that, when you read that, you think your heart responds like, oh, Lord, help me. Right. Because you just can't do it yourself. I, know. I just, you know, I mean, you can wake up in the morning and think I'm going to be tender-hearted and compassionate and humble. But honestly, I mean... Five minutes in and you just, you've lost it. But it's a heart after that, isn't it? A heart after it. it. And, and it's keeping short accounts. And um, I think, you know, we, we know and we've seen it with people that we pray for. Keeping this record of wrongs is one of the, the, the worst things that we could do. Maybe that's what it is kind of like storing up the boxes. It's a slightly where, neater version, isn't it? I'll, I'll yeah, write it out on a nice uh, aligned pad. But I've got a record of it. Yeah. Yeah, still being stored away, not being dealt with. Yeah. And I think people do that because they they feel they want to, you know, it's not remember. Well, I don't know. Why do we do it? Why do we just want to remember how we've been hurt or how we've been offended? Is it Does it somehow make us feel safe if it happens again, that, that we know that there's a history to it or... It's a, it's a funny well, we thing. We might not have a it? very good memory, might we? We might not be able to sort of articulate it very well. So if we've got it written down, yeah. we could at least go back and point it out, at least to ourselves and maybe some others that would support us. But there is a sort of safety with it somehow. Yeah. I wonder if it's because we haven't, we're not healed in it. So it sort of justifies why we're still struggling or, yeah. you know, it's, it must just, it must be as well the enemy just encouraging us to live. Oh, that way and like we've been saying it becomes a habit that we that's what we do whether yeah. we store it away shoved in boxes like me or whether we keep it neat and tidy yeah but it's funny isn't it because the very thing that we think is helping us is actually keeping us in bondage isn't it it's it's the very thing that's holding us back and effectively is keeping that pain alive i mean we're, yeah. we're unable 
to deal with that pain properly while we're keeping a record of wrong, because it's the opposite of forgiveness, which is the way to really start that process of healing, isn't it? Mm. And somehow, sometimes it's a funny thing, isn't it, that by keeping that pain alive, do you, do you sometimes feel like you're sort of keeping that person held to held to account or something? Like I don't know. Like God's way is so different, isn't it, yeah. to ours? And I just think it's let's let's talk about how we start to deal with hurting events. What do we? What are what are some steps that we have to take? And I'm not saying that they're easy steps, but these are this is the pathway, isn't it? And it's well, I suppose it's three things really. We've got to choose to forgive. We don't feel like the person deserves to be forgiven. Maybe we don't, they they don't deserve to be forgiven, maybe. But we choose, we make a choice to forgive. And we release ourselves from that person, from their judgment, from their from their power over us. We release ourselves and we release them. And then we're asking God to come in and heal. So right. it's three things, isn't it? Yeah. Wow, yeah, those are three pretty challenging uh, things for us to look at. Um, but what I love about it is that it, it does lead to the door opening for the Lord to be able to come and bring that peace that we're longing for and that hope and that help that we're longing for. And uh, if we just look at forgiveness first, I think it's important that we understand what that means really because it. I think for some people they struggle to forgive because it feels somehow that by forgiving, we're saying what happened didn't matter. We're, we're kind of belittling it somehow. And that's really, that's not what's happening at all. It's not anything to do with that. It doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt. It wasn't real, that there wasn't genuine wrong. Um, it, and it doesn't mean that we've suddenly got to trust this person again or that everything's got to be okay. We've got to be in perfect relationship with them again. I think, I think for me, it's really important to remember that God is just yeah. And there will be justice. Like he will serve justice on all of us, actually. Mm. And um and that by by forgiving, we're releasing this person from our judgment and putting them into God's hands, aren't we? And as he is the perfect judge, I think we can take great comfort from that. Yeah. And that's what releases us. Yeah. Because we take them out from under our holding because we are holding on to them. While we're in unforgiveness, we're holding on to them, whether we like it or not. And yeah. we're holding on to the pain. Yeah. But we're releasing, we're forgiving, we're making that choice to forgive them and we're releasing them to God yeah, for but, him to be judged. But I think more than anything else, when it comes to things like forgiveness, it is, it is that the Lord is saying, you know, when we, when we surrendered our life to him and we confessed our sin and we put our trust in him as our saviour, it, it's like he just warmly welcomed us in, right? Oh, come in, come in, be my child, be my son, my daughter. But then he does say, but as my son and my daughter, I want you to live in a way that reflects me. And just earlier in that Colossians 3 um, chapter in verse 10, it says, um, put on the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge after the image of its creator. So there's something about us more and more reflecting the image. And the, the, one of the most beautiful things about our God is that he is a forgiving God. Yeah. I mean, we all have tasted and seen it. All of us have sinned. In great ways, you know, and the Lord has has completely freely forgiven. So He's He's asking all of us actually that to to live His way. It's a it's a culture thing. It says if you want to be my follower, if you want to be my disciple, my child, then you will be a forgiving person. That's that's really that. I think that's what touches our heart 
yeah. for that heart response. Yes, Lord, I might not feel like it. It might go against everything that I feel because all I want is justice and payback and for other people to see it. And ah, But because I love you, Lord, and because I want to live your way, I'm, yes, oh Lord, I'm going to choose. I'm going to choose to forgive. And it's not, it's not waiting for the person to say sorry. So often no. we're caught waiting. They might not the, be sorry. Yeah, we, we, that's true. Yeah. But we're waiting for thinking that when they own their wrong, yeah. then somehow we'll forgive them. And it isn't because they deserve to be forgiven. It isn't because we can understand what they've done. A lot of people, when I'm praying with people, they'll say, well, I can forgive them because I understand why they did it. But that isn't why we forgive either. I mean, I can understand it's easier (laughs) if we can can put ourselves in their shoes. You know, if you're forgiving maybe your parents from a long time ago and now you're older and you can look back and think, but... But it, even that isn't the motivation, is it? We, our motivation has to be this higher calling that yeah. God's calling us to. And just praise the Lord that he actually helps us. Exactly. Because I keep saying it, but we can't do it on our own. Yeah, it gives but, us the strength. Yeah, but one of the things that I find really, that, that I used to think that forgiving people was very, um, it is humbling. It, it is a hum, humility in your heart. But I used to think it was almost like you become underneath that person by forgiving them. But actually, because God's saying to us, you can choose, because we're, cho- we're using our will as an act of my will, I choose to forgive. Da, 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 da. Actually, we're, we, we're pulling ourselves from being a victim under that person. We're, we're saying, I'm no longer defined. I'm not staying under this hurt and pain and what you've said to me or how you've treated me that's that's if we stay there, we're in danger of being defined by that. But we're saying, I'm not defined by that. I'm, that isn't who I am or, you know, what you've said to me. I'm not a victim to this that's, this wrong that's been done. I'm pulling myself. Oh, God's helped me pull myself as an act of my will. I'm choosing to put myself under you, Lord, yeah. and what you think of me and what you say about me and how your heart for me and what's and, and, and available for your healing. Yeah. So we're no longer, it isn't actually a weak response, forgiveness. It's actually an incredibly courageous, yeah, it really is, yeah. strong response. Yeah. Takes real guts, doesn't it? Yeah. Mixed with humility. Yeah. But it, I suppose that's Jesus really, isn't it? That he was incredibly humble and yet he was never weak. Yeah. And sometimes that humility is seen as weakness in the world, isn't it? But it's not, it's utter strength. Yeah. To take that decision to, that choice to go God's way and to forgive from the heart, even things which were totally abhorrent, you know, terrible, awful things that people have been through. You know, sometimes we minister to people and we wonder how they even still alive, you know, I mean, how have they survived life to this point and things genuinely, which are heartbreaking to hear and, and really, really touch deeply the heart of God, you know, Mm. it takes great courage and strength, you know, to say, yes, Lord, I'm going to choose. I'm going to go your way. Mm. It, it feels probably like scaling an impossible mountain, you know, but the truth is it does open a door to life. Yeah. That's the beauty of it is, and this is what we've seen over many, many years here and hundreds and probably thousands of people as they've gone through this process, they've found life. They've found the, the burden of this thing they've been carrying along, this dead weight behind them, this 
oppression over them, these wrong thoughts about themselves, all this stuff. Suddenly life is breathed in, mm. you know, and, and how beautiful that is. I just had this picture, Andy, while you were just talking of just this this person being in a, a like, um, I guess almost like um, Joseph was, you know, in the, he was in a um, a hole in the ground and just this hand reaching down into the hole mm. and and I and it just takes us if we're in that hole reaching out and taking the Lord's hand that that it is that choice of I'm going to forgive yeah. and I'm going to go your way and that, that the Lord could reach down and pull us yeah. out of that hole and bring real healing real yeah. freedom yeah and the truth is that this can happen today can't it it can that choice yeah. can happen today yeah and for everyone listening to the podcast today you know there's a moment for you today where yeah. that can happen where you can take time out and we'll just go through in a, you know now a few practical ways that you can do it but there's a moment for you an opportunity for you today to say yes lord i am in a bit of a pit here yeah and i can't get out it's a tiger trap you know and i and i need your hand to reach in his and hand grab is me. reaching in yeah. it's whether we reach up and yeah. take hold of it and it and they're hard choices but they are such the right choice for yeah. us, aren't they? And that's yeah. why it's a battle. That's what, that's what the battle is. The enemy does not want us to reach up. He wants us to stay in our self-righteousness and our bitterness and our resentment and our yeah. injustice and all of that. Yeah. But we can reach up. Yeah. So practically, what practical steps can we, can we take? I think, I mean, we often say it, and I, I don't mind repeating it because it's really helpful, actually. And that is just just write it out, write write a list of of people that we need to forgive, and maybe to be specific about what we're forgiving them for. That helps us to kind of get in touch with what it's about, really. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to just do it glib. We have yeah. to do it with real meaning, don't we? Yeah. So write out, you know, this person, you know, they hurt me this way, and it's just it's just making a note of it not to keep it actually but just to sort of get it out and then we can with each of those people and we'd encourage you to do this at home or wherever you get the space and time to do it but just to go through each of those names and to or maybe each instance with each name that the lord puts on your heart as the key things really not looking to drag stuff up for the sake of it but the things that really come to mind well, that's, a, that's what I found in my life is that the Lord always shows, shows you who you yeah, need to forgive. All right. you've got to do is say, Lord, are there people I need to forgive in my life? And if you've got an open heart, yeah. he'll, he'll soon show you. Yeah. And so as you go through that list, you could just say, Lord, I just make that choice today. I choose to forgive this person and release them from my judgment and put them into your hands. However the words come to you, there's no right or wrong way of praying it, but it is that choice. It's, it's in the heart making that choice. I choose to forgive and release this person. And I release myself as well. Yeah. yeah. And, then, and then it's the, the, the part which, I mean, the world will talk about forgiveness, won't they? Um, I remember reading, hearing a, a um, video once of a psychologist and she was talking about, I guess she was talking about forgiveness really, and she was talking about traumas and how people had gone through traumas and she was saying, write out the traumas. And then her answer, which, I mean, you can understand because they're limited, was, well, fold up that sheet of paper and fold it up and put it away somewhere where you don't see it anymore and out of sight, out of mind kind of thing. Like you've, right. you've dealt with it, but 
You haven't, you see, because yeah. it's not healed. There's no That's exchange, the, is there? No. You need no, the exchange yeah. with the Lord. There's no healing. And yeah. and this is, but yet with God, there is healing. He doesn't just hear our words. He brings healing. Yeah. Real healing. Yeah. That's the exchange we're looking for, isn't it? Yeah. And then I think then when we've done that, we could we could physically dispose of that piece of paper, couldn't we? Like yeah. um, as a sort of a, an outward sign to the Lord, I've handed this to you now. I don't need it anymore. Yeah. I'm going to keep giving it to you. And and sorry, just one thing as well. Like it's actually, it's part of that healing is releasing some of the emotions maybe yeah. or releasing what you felt and, yeah. you know, letting yourself grieve or feel it or yeah. release it. There is a release, isn't there? Yeah. And the other thing that I just want to say is, is that you often, you know, we're asking God to come in and heal and it's not that you maybe feel this, it might do, but... Uh, you know, it's not that I, when I pray, I don't feel an amazing, oh, I'm healed <laughs> moment. Right. right. It's just, Lord, come in and bring your healing. And, yeah. and it's only when you look back, you realise that he has. Yeah, that's true. And I guess it's important to remember too, that there's a process in this, isn't there? I mean, we do hate that word process, don't we? We like the quick fix, one prayer answer. But the truth is you could, re- you could really, even today, really forgive from your heart. And then meet that same person tomorrow who absolutely winds you up something rotten, says the one thing that really pushes your button and rah, all it comes again, you know. And so what do you do then? Yeah, exactly. So that it doesn't mean you didn't forgive today. It just means you've got to, you've just got to carry on, you know. You've got to go back, do it again. Yeah, Lord, I choose to forgive. Don't put the box back in the cupboard. I mean, <laughs> just yeah. in that moment or as soon as the moment comes to say, Lord, I want to forgive again. I'm going to choose to forgive again. I'm not going to store it away. And that's the new habit, isn't it? That's yeah. these new habits we've got to begin to learn. And, and, and that's, that's where life comes when we develop these new habits. I, I'm, in that moment, I choose to forgive. Yeah. I'm not going to just pack it away. I'm, I'm going to do it right now. I do just want to share this one verse in um, Joshua, which I'm sure lots of people have heard before. And it's in some ways it's a funny verse to share when we're talking about these things, but it really has stayed with me this week. And it's Joshua 1 verse 9, and it says, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And I I, I feel like for any of us who are going to look at these areas in our hearts, we really do need, we need strength and we need courage. And the wonderful thing is, is that isn't self-generated. It, it's saying, Lord, I need your strength and I need your courage to look at some of these areas. Mm. And so that's what we really just wanted to talk about today. And it's what we wanted to leave you with, with the three things, you know, how to, if we're asking that question, how do we deal with hurt and offence? It is forgiveness. It's releasing ourselves, releasing the people who've hurt us. And it's asking the Lord to come in and bring his healing. So, so I'm just going to pray for us. Lord Jesus, I just want to thank you. Thank you that you have forgiven us. Lord, that your cross stands big and strong for all the things that we've done wrong in our own lives. And your cross stands strong and supreme for all the hurts and all the offences, all the things that have been done against us. And Lord, I just want to pray, Father, now for each one as they maybe look 
at the areas of their life where they have been hurt. And Lord, they want to do business with you. Lord, would you remind them of the people that they need to forgive? And would you give them that strength and that courage to really do that choice of forgiveness and to see it as the freedom that it is that you're offering? It is that hand down into that pit. This is for our good, Lord. And we can release and forgive these people and leave them in your hands. And Lord, would you then bring your healing in? Would you heal and restore and repair Lord, where the the damage has been, where the, for many, very, very painful things have been spoken over their lives. And yet, Lord, you want to speak your truth to us. You're the one who decides who we are and what our worth and our value is. So, Lord, would you just be close to each one, Lord? Give them the time and the space to do this business with you for all of us, Lord. We all need to do this business with you. We just thank you, Lord. Thank you that you're so close by in everything that we're going through. You're our strength and our safe tower. So, Lord, just bless you and just pray, Lord, that you just bless those who are listening. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right. Well, thank you for listening, everyone. And uh, just to let you know next time, it will not just be Kath and I. We're going to be joined with by Robert Steele, who is going to be sharing his testimony of how the Lord has healed him of depression. So yeah. really uh, looking forward to that one. Robert's um, a director of LL down at Glynney Manor, down on the south coast, a yep. good friend of ours. Yep. So Great guy. We look forward to catching with you next time. All right. God bless. Thanks for joining us for Let's Talk with Andy and Kath Taylor, a podcast from LL Ministries. Let us know your thoughts by leaving a review or by contacting us at hello at ll.org or through Facebook. You can subscribe and share these episodes through Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we also have other excellent resources online at ll.org, which we hope you will enjoy. Thanks again for listening.